Oh boy, good. Hello, hello. Yes, this is Brandon Nielsen. We're back again. I can't even believe it's been a week. Can you believe it's been a week? My goodness. So a whole week has passed by, and here we find ourselves once again chatting about choosing Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to I'm sure you're gonna be thinking today's podcast. I'm 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 certain you're going to be a little bit offended by some of the things I say. I'm sure you're going to think there's a sense of condescension about my country because today is July 4th. Today is July 4th, which is Independence Day in the United States of America. If you're an American citizen, you already know that. But if you're not, which I know there will be, has been, and will be, and forevermore people outside of the U.S. who still choose Jesus Christ, and but they they're listening to this podcast and so like i said i'm certain that there's going to be some feelings hurt um people aren't going to like some of this podcast that i talk about but regardless i still need to talk about that so i'm just going to say it flat out you guys the united states of america was the the country chosen by god um to bring about once again christianity if you look in the early 1800s so after, in 1776, the founding fathers of the United States of America, um, as, you know, and, and thereafter, this didn't just happen then, but thereafter, as you know, we became an independent nation unto our own, breaking away from the United Kingdom from England. So, and then it was just kind of like, that was the commencement, Right. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, but the reason why America and the United States of America was set up and founded is it was based all upon religious freedom. People wanted to choose Jesus Christ. And so you look at some of the great reformers and um, Lathrop and, um, let's see, trying to think of the other guys, Luther. And some of those guys who actually set up and the whole purpose of freedom was for religious. So America was set up upon religious freedom or the ability to have religious freedom. So when you have a country, um, the reason why people came here to America was for religious freedom. Then you have, shortly after that, this, this great religious excitement. Right when the when the after the country really became its own country. So if you look around in the 1800s and early 1800s, there was a lot of religious excitement, and people were seeking. They were choosing Jesus Christ in all different forms. Right, um, there were many many different churches being set up here in the United States of America, which is interesting because from here then they've gone abroad to all the world. And Christianity has really spread from here. Um, so, that's one of the greatest reasons why I absolutely love America. And I wanted to tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you just a little bit. I was actually, I served as a missionary. Uh, I served as a missionary in Costa Rica. So, um, and I'm sure... There's going to be some of you who are going to be like, oh, I'm going to stop listening now because he was a missionary 
and I'm going to tell you the church. I actually serve for the church of Jesus Christ. All right. Now, many of you have heard of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And the thing is, what's interesting about that is I actually had to save money. So in high school, I mowed lawns and I saved up all my money. And the reason why I saved up all my money is because a mission is actually voluntary. So the church doesn't, the church calls, and we, we believe in a prophet, and the church actually calls you to the mission, but we we have to pay for it for ourselves. So ever since I was a little boy, I was always saving all my money, like all of it. I would, I would you know, here and there I'd spend a little bit of money, but... I mainly just saved my money. And so in high school, I started a lawn mowing business and I did very well. I made a lot of money. And the whole purpose was to save for the mission so I could go wherever I wanted to go. I don't know. I, I mean, sorry, I, I we didn't get to choose, right? And then being able to go on that mission, I had to pay for my, I had to pay my own way. So a lot of people don't know that. And the other big part is people think that I get to choose where we, you know, people think that we get to choose where we're going to go, but we don't. But fortunately enough, I got called to Costa Rica. So if you don't know where Costa Rica is, down by the Panama Canal, right above Panama. And there is a little country called Costa Rica. So in Spanish, that would be called the Rich Coast. Now, I feel very fortunate to be able to go there. Um, out of all the places in the world, you know, I got called to Costa Rica. Uh, I had a brother who went to Texas. He spoke Spanish. I had a sister, English and Spanish. I had a sister who went to Korea. I had another brother go to Australia, another brother go to Hawaii. So we had the opportunity to volunteer our service, our time, our money to be able to help people choose Jesus Christ. And so what's interesting about that is I went down to Costa Rica and I miss my family. But the biggest thing and for me, what I miss the most is I actually missed, I actually missed my country. I missed the United States of America. And I missed just the, I missed the neighborhoods. I miss the the community and I miss the sense of patriotism for my country. Now I know the Ticos as they call them, they had they had a sense of of patriotism towards their country and towards their flag and but for me I really missed my my culture. And I absolutely grew to love the people of Costa Rica and they were wonderful and I feel like even towards the end of my mission I was down there for two years and I feel like even I kind of even looked almost like I I was part of them I just had become such a part of the Costa Rican people and I just loved them and was there to serve them and you know like I said I, I was paying my whole way and I was there just to serve the people and help them choose Jesus Christ Honestly, I know I know it's hard for some of you to believe, but that's all I was doing every day. I was trying to help people choose Jesus Christ. And that's all we did. Some people say, oh, you're just trying to get them to become members of your church, of the church of Jesus Christ. Great. 
that's part of it, but that's not the whole thing. A lot, a lot of times we just do service. And the biggest part, though, is day after day, all I did is I taught people about Jesus Christ. And so I want, I want you guys to understand that. Like, as a 19-year-old, I went out, I left my family, I, I put college on hold for two years, and I just went out, and I just served the people of Costa Rica, and I just tried to help them come to know and choose Jesus Christ and accept Him and be saved and to really just come to Jesus Christ. And like I said, I, it, was, it was our money. It was my money, and my parents helped me as well. But it wasn't the church's money. And I want you to understand that. It was all voluntary, okay? And so in order to do that, you know, a young kid like that, you got to have a testimony about Jesus Christ. And you got to know that there's, you know, you, you've got, you, well, you don't have to, but it, it sure helps a lot to, to have a sense of that Jesus Christ has been willing to save you. And you go out there on the mission with grace. I mean, you, you know, I, I remember waking up and just thinking, what in the world am I doing? Why, kind of like, why did I do this? And it was hard. It was difficult. You know, I remember the first Thanksgiving I was there in Costa Rica. Thanksgiving is also an American holiday. And that's when, interestingly enough, but kind of, Fourth of July and Thanksgiving actually kind of tie together. But Thanksgiving is when those first pilgrims gave thanks to the Lord and and also thanks for the um, indigenous or Native American people. We People used to call them Indians but because Christopher Columbus thought that he had landed in India so it was a form of respect. But they thought that and they, they gave great thanks to God. And the reason why those pilgrims came here to America again was their religious freedom, to be able to choose Jesus Christ. And so I remember my first Thanksgiving there in Costa Rica. I remember that I sent home a picture because in, in America we have Thanksgiving and it's a feast. And it's, it's to remember, because they had this feast... You know, the, the stories go that they had this feast and it was this great feast and celebration to give great things to God for their freedoms and especially their freedom to be able to worship how they wanted to, breaking away from other countries. But on my first Thanksgiving in Costa Rica, I remember I had a, a loaf of bread, kind of a twisted braided loaf of bread. I had like a pint of milk or I guess maybe it's a liter of milk, a liter of like two percent milk, and some little, some little cookies, and that was my Thanksgiving dinner. Now many of you know, and if you don't know, traditionally Thanksgiving is one of the biggest meals of all the year. That and Christmas time, and on our humble Thanksgiving, we had just that little, little, small, small meal. So bread, milk, and cookies, a little bit of cookies. And I remember feeling so grateful. I was so grateful for America. So grateful for the people who came to America, the pilgrims, trying to find 
am trying to be able to celebrate and worship God how they pleased. And so I kind of think of those two holidays the same. Not the same, but uh, like two bookends, right? Looking at each other in this, this sense of gratitude that they found in America and then their independence in America and our independence. So I wanted to tell you one of their stories. So I served, I'm, I'm not going to tell you the full story, but I served all over Costa Rica. You know, I served in a place called um, let's see, where was I? I? I served in a place called Cartago. Um, and then from Cartago, I went out to the coast, out to what's called Limon. Now, Limon is pretty cool because it's in the Caribbean side, Costa Rica. And then from there, I, I went down into town more, like by a place called San Francisco. San Francisco. I almost said it in Spanish, San Francisco. So San Francisco, I went down, and then from there I went to a, a, a barrio, a place called Curidabat, which is down in Los Joses. So it's kind of by San Jose, so it was like a kind of a neighborhood of San Jose. <clears throat> and from there I went out to Liberia, or Liberia, which is out on the Pacific side, up close to Nicaragua. And, you know, serving the people of Costa Rica, I, I just remember praying and asking Heavenly Father, I was just trying to help these people. Again, sometimes I look back and I'm kind of like, man, a 19-year-old boy praying for these people so they could find Jesus Christ. I remember, you know, praying to help these people get married so that they could be out of sin, right? And be married so that they could be living God's laws we know in the Ten Commandments. And I remember just praying and trying to help people be able to start attending church so that they could come to know God more. And I know some of you that might be like, oh, you're just trying to get them to go to church so that there can be more members and you can have more money. Okay, let me just clarify that doubt for you already. Costa Rican people don't have money. Alright? They just, most of them. There's a few, but most, they don't have money. They didn't have money to build those churches down there. Um, the money comes from America. And we support most of those churches. So it's it's pretty phenomenal. The amount of really service and love that this mission really was and again it was to help the people have a better life because for you if you're trying to find a better life i hope that you can accept your messiah or the messiah even jesus christ as your savior and your redeemer and to be able to truly be saved by him because that's what i was trying to do with, with the people in costa rica and that's what i'm still doing today because to this, to this day, I'm still a disciple. I'm still a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'm trying to help other people find Jesus Christ. Anyway, so my last area, I was up in uh, Liberia, or as they say in Spanish, Liberia. I was up there, and one of my companions' uh, name is Scott Brady. And I've shared this story before, but I think it's... I try to share it almost every 4th of July. 
during that time, it was the, uh, I believe it was the World Cup playoffs, not playoffs, but the qualifying round. So just like right now, the Olympics, there's the Olympic qualifications as they get ready to, the qualifiers um, get to go then to be in the Olympics. Well, same type of thing with the World Cup, the FIFA World Cup for soccer. The Costa Rican, the national team, was going to be playing the United States of America. Now, as missionaries, we have pretty strict rules. Our job there is to work to help the people find Jesus Christ. It's not to take time to watch television and to play and do all those things, you know. it's We're there to work and to help people find Jesus Christ. So one of the rules that we have is that we don't actually watch TV. But um, the interesting thing about it is in Costa Rica during that time, so this is nearly 20 years ago, pretty much everyone had three things. They had a rice cooker, a pressure cooker for beans, so black beans, so rice, beans, and then they had a TV, okay? Those are the three main appliances of all Costa Rican homes, even for the poor people. And if it wasn't a rice cooker, it was something like a pot, <clears throat> a big pot that you could cook rice on. But especially people, most people, even the poorest of poor, almost all of them had at least um, a pressure cooker for the beans, a rice cooker or a pot for the rice. <clears throat> and then if they had a little bit more money, they would have a TV. Well, the Costa Ricans love soccer. They love Amer or, uh, football, as they call it, right? Football, which it makes more sense anyways. Football, right? Because you're kicking it with your foot. But I know we call it soccer. I don't even know where that name come from came from. So, excuse me. The Costa Rican national team was playing the United States of America. And I don't remember the exact month, but I believe it was somewhere in the summertime. And it was a Sunday morning. So number one, it was a Sunday. We we're getting ready to go to church. Number two, I already told you we didn't watch television, but because everyone has a television, you can walk down the streets of Costa Rica, especially in a in a rural community, so out in the, what they call the campo, and you can basically know what's going on during a soccer game because almost everyone will be tuned in to the soccer, and they'll always leave their windows open, so all the windows are open so that they can get air right they can get a breeze blowing through their home so you'll have like a little drapery like a very thin drapery but then you'll have all the windows will be open and that nice breeze is blowing through but because of that you can also hear it's like you're surrounded by stereo surrounds down right as you walk down the streets in these in these uh, rural areas well that sunday morning my my buddy and i uh, what, what I call my companion, he, my friend, he, we were assigned in this area of Liberia. And we were trying to get people to come to church that day. So we were trying to help them come to Jesus by coming to church and, and worship with us at church. So we're going through all the neighborhoods. And um, and you could hear the announcer saying like, yeah, the Estados Unidos, the football team or the soccer team of the United States was going to be playing the national team of Costa Rica. 
And we were just going to all the different people, trying to have them come to church with us. And then all of a sudden, they started playing the national anthem. And I remember my buddy and I, Scott Brady, we stopped in the middle of a dusty road in Costa Rica, in Liberia, or Liberia, Costa Rica. We stopped and we put our hands over our hearts and we just listened to where the Star Spangled Banner, which is our national anthem of the United States of America. And I remember we put our feet together and we stood tall and erect like a soldier does. And instead of saluting, we actually put our hands over our hearts. And even we, though we couldn't see the flag, we pointed ourselves to the area where the Star Spangled Banner was being played. And we listened. And we stated attention. And then we started to sing the National Anthem. And if you haven't ever heard it, um, it goes, Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. So, oh, say, can you see? Anyways, I won't go through the whole thing. But we started seeing that. And we just held so still, you know. And so so it kind of goes like this. Let's see if I can remember it. It goes something like this. Um, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming Okay, and then it goes... And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Anyways, so he and I, seeing that, we held still. Nobody was watching us. Nobody was telling us to do that. Nobody was... You know, saying, hey, you have to stand at attention. Nobody said you need to put your hand over your heart. You know, it was just two young men, 19-year-olds, 20-year-old young men. And we were showing respect to the United States of America. We were showing respect to the guys who went before us, who fought for our country. We were showing respect to the men and the women who made it possible that we have one of the oldest, the longest living constitutions of the, of the world. And many other countries have fashioned their constitutions after our constitution. We were showing respect to my grandpa, my grandma, who gave their, their, their lives to be able to allow that I could come. We were showing respect to my great-grandma, who came from Denmark with her husband. And on the way over here, my great-great triple do or double great-grandpa, he died on the way over here in Liverpool, England. She had a decision to make. Do I come to America or do I go back to Denmark? And she came to America. It was because I was showing respect to my great-grandfather, not even that far back, who left Korea when he was 13 years old.
and went to Hawaii. He was Korean. He left Korea to never return. I was showing respect to my great-grandma, who in Hawaii, she was a midwife who helped others deliver their babies. And, and so my great-grandma, who, yeah, she was a midwife, and my, my grandma, who was, wasn't wealthy, my grandpa wasn't wealthy. They're from Hawaii and they, they moved to Washington and he was in the army and was in Vietnam like three times and then was in Germany constantly trying to fight for our freedom. To my all of all the people who went before me, to my parents and to the founding fathers and everyone who made it possible. And most of all, when I sing the Star Spangled Banner, I also give respect to Jesus Christ, allowing this promised land called America to be set up, to be a free country, to still be a free country, to be a beacon of hope, to be a shining beacon on the hill, a light unto all the world, and to help people realize the prosperity that all people of every race, color, creed, Anybody can make it here in America. Anybody can live the American dream here in America. People say t today, oh, that, that was a dream. It's not possible. But still, I would say and completely disagree and say anybody still to this day here in America, it is still a free country. Are there people trying to take it away and trying not to be a free country? Yes. Isaiah saw America. Joel saw America. Daniel saw America, and they prophesied about great America the Great. And Isaiah compared America to Egypt, and he prophesied America would be great, and how it would fall because of people's wickedness. And I'll tell you this. You remember the Ten Commandments. Remember? Thou shalt keep the Sabbath day holy. One of the biggest things in America and our biggest downfalls is we're starting to forget Jesus Christ. And we're stopping to, we're not stopping and resting on the seventh day and being able to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and worship the Messiah on Shabbat. We're forgetting that there is a promise that he who keeps Shabbat holy, he who keeps the Sabbath day holy, will receive a promise in the land. We must return to and choose Jesus Christ once again, especially for my comrades, my fellow American citizens. We must return and choose Jesus Christ. So in that street of Costa Rica, my buddy Scott Brady and I, we stood at attention. We didn't kneel down. We didn't lay down. We didn't just keep walking. We stood because that was our form of respect. We put our hands on our hearts to f show respect. And we were singing silent. And then we were singing to show respect for all the people who had gone before us. Please do not lose respect. Remember your God. And remember to keep the Sabbath day holy. My fellow Americans, I love you. My fellow citizens in Jesus Christ and part of the body of Christ. And for those who are seeking or wondering about Jesus Christ or who the Messiah is, I tell you, 
The Messiah has come. He is Jesus Christ. And he will come again. And America will rise once again after it goes through the burning point and through the ashes. It will rise once again. And Jesus Christ will rule. And Zion will prosper here in America. And the law and the word will go forth from America and from Jerusalem. So, happy 4th of July. May God bless you. May God bless the United States of America and your country as you choose Jesus Christ.